Hey friend, I'm Hannah Lapsansky, and you're listening to the Moms Grab Coffee podcast, where moms share how they find peace and joy in the chaotic beauty that is motherhood. If you're stressed, overwhelmed, and exhausted, come join us to fill yourself up with hope and wisdom from moms who are in it too, and who will always point you back to Jesus. And God is working and orchestrating things for His good. Just incredible to think about the ways that He has used those past things, you know, from eight years ago, from 10 years ago, um, and how He's molded me from each one of those and built me one at a time, like little bits at a time for each new thing that comes. Hey, friend, welcome back to the pod. If you are in the U.S., I hope you're decompressing from that Thanksgiving weekend last week and that you're taking some time to yourself before we gear up again for the Christmas season, right? Or maybe you're already full swing Christmas. I absolutely love this time of year, but it can be so overwhelming. So if you're feeling that weight of stress and anxiousness, Then check out last week's episode. It's short and I go over the five ways that I decompress in the moment and prepare my heart for each day. All right, so today I have a mom of three and writer at Looking to the Harvest, Gospel Center Discipleship, and many other beautiful publications, Brianna Lambert on the show. And she is going to talk about Building 5255. Now, this is a physical place of great importance to her uh, that acts as a memorial of God's goodness. And what's really interesting about her story is that this building holds so much joy and so much pain. But despite that, especially the hard, painful parts of it, she thanks God for his grace and goodness. So as you listen to her story, I want you to think of building 5255 as a metaphor for your life. As we walk through life, there are many highs, there are many lows. What has Brianna done in order to find the love of God as she's walked through all of these different seasons? Now, one of the most moving things that she talks about is how unanswered prayers through her most difficult seasons have offered the greatest opportunity for her to learn about who God is. And I thought that was so unique because when we think about unanswered prayers, we get frustrated, we get really impatient, or at least I certainly do. I just want answers. If I'm praying to God for something, give me a yes, give me a no, give me something, God. But sometimes those prayers go unanswered and it feels like God has gone silent. But is that actually true? That also relates to how we can change our perspective on our trials. So I hope you enjoy this conversation. Let's get into it. It is my pleasure to welcome Brianna and her story. Your blog, it's called Looking to Harvest, and it really drew me in. What do you mean by that? Yeah, it came from first in Galatians, Galatians 6, 9. Um, most people know that one. Um, it says, and let us not grow weary in doing good, for in due season we'll, we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. Um, I always really liked that uh, verse. It was just as I had little babies and as I took care of little kids and as they grew, um, I always 
um, found comfort from that of not growing weary. Um, as I got older, I realized, um, you know, that one verse is more, is pretty popular, but the verse right before it is even more important, um, has been really helpful to me, um, because it says for the one who sows to his own flesh will from the flesh reap corruption, but the one who sows to the spirit will from the spirit eternal life. And so as I parent and as I do things, um, you know, I can do those things according to my flesh, um, which I often do, right? Because I, I try to take control. I try to do it in my own strength. Um, but um, it's when we sow to the spirit and it's the spirit who's going to reap that harvest, who's going to provide that harvest. Um, so as as I write, as I um, teach, I want to point people to look to the harvest that the spirit is going to produce in us. Um, not that we are going to toil after on ourselves, but one that um, we will see um uh, and harvest from because of God's work in us. Yeah, that's beautiful and so true. And I think you have a lot of life experiences to just show evidence of strengthening that spirit. Um, and so let's get into that. Building 5255. Tell us about the events that have happened surrounding that building in and out of it. Yeah, so um, I that is it's actually just a medical building. Um, it's attached to um, the hospital. Um, and it's kind of became, um, just a memorial of what God's done for me. Uh, my offices for my uh, obstetrician were there in that building, um, for my second children. Now I actually went into those appointments for my, um, when I was pregnant with my two sons, um, my second and third child, I went into them already with a lot of medical baggage. Um, after my first child was born, I actually had a really dangerous, um, infection of MRSA in my breast. Um, and it caused a lot of um, pain, a lot of doctor's trips, ER trips. Um, and it was a prolonged thing that didn't get figured out for a while. So that was really a traumatic and really difficult time. So I went into those. Um, uh, and on top of that, too, I had a C-section, which wasn't planned. Um, so all of those things were kind of made me go into my prenatal appointments with my sons, um, with trepidation, with nervousness um, and fear. But they were also, you know, wonderful, wonderful times too, um, because we got to see our boys on the ultrasound. We got to um, have these these beautiful babies growing in me. Um, so that building is where I went to those appointments. And I actually, I did have two other C-sections, um, but God was gracious to me in that and, uh, and everything. But um, later on, I actually ended up going back towards those buildings. Um, in those same buildings is the outpatient center for surgery at the hospital that we go to. So I actually went there and I needed um, a surgery on my gallbladder to have it removed. And that actually came after a couple of years of a lot of chronic pain and a lot of me trying to figure out some answers on that on my own. We finally ended up with surgery there. Um, and then again, a couple of years later, I had a uh, another surgery there. And then um, that brings us to this year, actually, earlier on in the year, um, we had a scare in the, in the winter. Um, and we ended up having to take my youngest who is now six to the ER. Um, and we found out he was, um, type one diabetic. And so he stayed at the hospital in critical care for a couple of days. And so when we went to go to his, um, 
his appointment, um, we actually end up going to the same office building that is connected to where we went for his, you know, for his obstetrician appointments, his prenatal appointments, where I went for the surgeries. Um, So it was just really um, surreal and just a gift from the Lord to, you know, hold his hand, walking back into that building and thinking about all of the things that I had transpired towards my health. And now here I was walking with my son who has this um, disease that's not going to go away um, and that we will together face, you know, for the rest of his life. And it was just a really great reminder to me of God's uh, faithfulness. Wow. And your the fact that you are speaking to God's goodness and faithfulness is such a testament to how much you trust him and how much you know him. Right. So I want to take a step back and ask you, what was your relationship with God throughout these experiences, because, you know, there were very big highs, like the the birth of your children and then, you know, pretty major lows. Going back to the same place, I imagine every time you walk through those doors, you must have felt something very different, um, which I don't know if, you know, did that, did each of those moments rock your faith or did you feel like you had a, a strong foundation? Yeah, I think anytime you go through difficulty, your faith is um, like you 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 wrestle through it. Mm-hmm. Um, anytime anytime you're in deep suffering, so through a lot of the sufferings that I, the different kinds of sufferings that I've been through, I did wrestle with with God um, during the midst of it. I did, um, and I think it's a lot of times for Christians, it's not necessarily because, you know, oh, I'm not sure God's real. It's precisely because we know God is real because we know God is, and because we really do believe who he says he is, um, that we have such a problem when these things happen. Right. Um, that's something I loved. I heard from Legan Duncan once, um, talking about Job, you know, Job's wrestling, in his, in the midst of his sorrow and circumstances, um, it was not because of unbelief. It was precisely because he believed, because he did know that God was sovereign over all things, because he did also know that God, that he really believed God was good and he would, he was good to his children. And that's where the wrestling comes in. Um, so yeah, I, I did know, you know, I, I, I'd really believe that God was good. And that's why it was so hard to say, you know, why aren't you fixing this God? Why hasn't this gotten like, why don't I have an, an answer here to help my physical pain? Why haven't, you know, you allowed this to happen? Um, because I know you're good to me and I know you're working things out for my good. So why isn't this happening? <laughs> Um, and obviously, you know, we're human. That's the thing. What we see, what I thought would be good is what I expected him to do. Right. But of course, God, God is, is so much wiser than me so much, um, knows all things. Um, and so, you know, we can trust him, but yeah, I definitely, I definitely wrestled in various times. Um, and I just wrestled like through that with God and talking to him in my prayers. And as I read the scripture, were those the two main things to help you through those wrestling moments? Because it doesn't sound like your the truth of whether God exists or not was shaken. It was more, hey, God, you have the power. Why aren't you doing anything? Why are you allowing this? Sounds like more it's a question of his character. So what did your prayer sound like and where were you going in, in scripture to help you through those wrestling moments? Yeah, I well, I think when you're in deep suffering, sometimes your prayers are just, you know, just Lord, I don't understand. Um, 
when in the darkest times, I'm just like, you know, honestly, why, why aren't you fixing this? I don't see right now, you know, we can, we can say those prayers of, um, in the new Testament, you know, I I believe, but help my unbelief. Um, and we can just say that to God. And so I think those are the things I said. Sometimes I just asked him to hold me, um, just to help me, just to help me through this, this, the next thing, um, just the, the next day or the next, the next day of pain, the next day of, of not knowing. Um, so I think that's just what a lot of, a lot of my wrestling and prayers were, um, sometimes I'd go to some Psalms and just repeat certain phrases. Um, I love Psalm 16 and that's one that I memorized and I have repeated that, you know, it just starts with preserve me, Oh God, for in you, I take refuge. And I would just repeat that to myself again and again, and just simple things like that. Um, just when you're in deep grief, sometimes that's all you can do. (laughs) You know, we don't write a whole Bible study and theology premise on, you know, all the things of, of, you know, and, and maybe certain people work differently and maybe at certain times there's times for different things, but sometimes it's just, you just got to cry out in dependence and, and just continue to do that, you know, and just pray that he would help you know that he's clinging on to you, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. The simplicity of it, the, um, just the act of uh, asking God to show up as your saying these simple prayers, um, I think is, is really vital too. So let's talk about one very profound quote you, you wrote in one of your articles, just about prayers and questions that never get answered. So it was in the context of your medical journey, you wrote, I believe the greatest lessons were in the questions that were never answered. And I thought that was so profound because when we feel like we are not hearing God, when we feel like our questions are not being answered, we can start to get really frustrated. We can even have a shakier um, uh, level of faith and more questions about, um, is God actually who he says he is? So what do you mean by um, by that? Yeah, um, I think all of us do, but I particularly love answers. Um, I like knowing why. And I think especially in suffering, we really want to find the answers of why. I think it um, we want some sort of justification, right? Of like, well, uh, this makes sense and I'm willing to go through this because of X, Y, Z. And and honestly, sometimes as Christians, we can do that to each other. Um, you know, be like, oh, well, God's doing X, Y, Z right now, or you've you've um helped this many people or like, you know, um, and we could kind of shrink it into, um, different platitudes of like, you know, this is why this happened and, and such. Um, sometimes we just don't get that. Sometimes we don't get the answers. We don't understand all the whys. Um, it's not that tidy, you know, regardless of whether or not we see the big picture of all that God's accomplished, um, because of our suffering. What I found is that the greatest gift to me was, not in those things, um, not in finding the reasons of why, not in looking for, well, maybe this is happening because of this. But really, um, the biggest thing that I learned is that God used that to draw me to him and to learn what it is to be comforted by God in deep grief. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, like uh, in the Beatitudes, you know, God's Jesus says, blessed are those who mourn for they will be comforted. Um, And the actual like linguistics of the way that is written makes it clear that um, they are being comforted by God. That verse is being talked about. It's not just being comforted by a friend. It's talking about being comforted by God. 
Um, so when we mourn and when we go through deep suffering, it's the Lord that's comforting us. It's him that's drawing near to us um, and showing us who he is because of that. And there absolutely will be probably be fruit from that, you know, and there, there, I can look back now and see many things that God was able to use that suffering for where I have encouraged somebody else. I mean, I'm, I'm here talking right now about it, obviously. So there is fruit um, that we can see sometimes, but just ultimately learning what it was to be comforted um, by the hand of God, who at the same time felt as if he was crushing me, you know. Um, to to feel that paradox of feeling God's presence um, and nearness throughout that trial is infinitely more of value, you know, than me trying to figure out all the here's why here's why this made sense and here's why this made sense. Mm-hmm. I think one of the ways in which we can really be able to continue leaning into God is to understand how He has showed up um, in those moments where you feel like specific questions aren't being answered. So can you tell me a little bit about that as you've journeyed through so many, so many life events in this one building, how has God showed up in terms of his faithfulness and goodness? I think, um, so sometimes like we're talking about, um, sometimes I think I, you know, I wanted him to show up in bigger ways, right? Like I wanted him to stop this completely, or I wanted him to, you know, make a certain medicine work make something easier, um, you know, do the, do the big things I wanted. Um, but, uh, the ways he really did it, um, he really showed to me his faithfulness, um, were in much smaller ways. You know, they were in, in a verse that I read that was, that was the one I needed to hear. You know, they were in a sermon on Sunday, hearing something that I was exactly what I needed. Um, the spirit used in my heart. Um, they were, the something as small as, you know, the sunshine outside. It was, it was the small things. And just hearing that people were praying for me, each of these things, um, getting a note from somebody else, each of these little things, or, or even just like in a small way, him working out something that I needed, a doctor's appointment that I needed or something that we needed for my, for my son. It's just, um, it would come in the small ways. And those were just wonderful gifts of his kindness just to see. And they were just great reminders um, that, that he had not left me and that he was with me through the entire time. Yeah. So looking back at your journey in this building, what does building 5255 mean to you today? Um, I see it as a, as a memorial. I think that, um, I think that God provides us with things or places that can be kind of just memorials for us of to remember uh, what he has done. And so I just think it's so beautiful, all the things that have happened there um, and that allow me to remember who God is. Um, and so when I walked in with my son uh, for his appointment, I just, I was just reminded that it, rem- it just tells me like, you know, God's in this for the long haul. <laughs> Um, mm-hmm. you know, we are people who want things now. We think about things immediately. I mean, even when we read through scripture, I think I've been I've been realizing how much like I will just read through the Old Testament stories and I read through them and you just go from one to the next, right? Mm-hmm. And you kind of forget like the amount of time that has passed in these stories. You know, you think yeah. about, okay, yeah, the people of Israel cried out to God for when they were in slavery. 
but then okay and then Moses came and then God let them out but you know generations of people you know cried out to God for help and died in their slavery you know um and just as they waited for Jesus the Messiah to come it's been thousands of years of this history and so just that building reminds me that God is in this for the long haul God is God is patient and I am not and God is working and orchestrating things for his good um, throughout my entire life, you know, it's not just in this one trial, it's, he's going to use trial after trial after trial to mold me. And so it's just incredible to think about the ways that he has used those past things, you know, from, from eight years ago, from 10 years ago, um, and how he's molded me from each one of those and built me one at a time, like little bits at a time for each new thing that comes. Um, so that's what I remember as I, as I walk into there, I just remember that, you know, when God says he's going to complete a good work in us and carry it to completion, he will, but it's a lifetime. It's a lifetime of him doing it. Yeah. And I'm sure that building has transformed so much as you've gone through all of these different life events, symbolically, you know, as a memorial, I'm sure when you first walked into that building, it wasn't necessarily a memorial, but now yeah, it has become that, um, which is so beautiful. So Brianna, what's your best advice to moms who are just having trouble trusting God? They keep going back to the same place, whether that is a physical place or a figurative place. They just keep running into struggle after struggle after struggle. What's your best advice on how they can continue trusting God and knowing that he does go ahead of us and he does see you know, the entire lifetime, so to speak. Yeah. I would just encourage you with, um, first of all, what God asks us to do, he will provide for. Um, I mean, think about when Abraham was to, um, sacrifice Isaac, you know, um, God provided the Ram and Abraham named God, the God who provides. So that's not changed. God, our God is still the God who provides. So this isn't something we need to muster on our own. Um, God's actually provided us with, so many things that can, um, that do remind us, um, that do testify to who he is, um, in our lives and that imparts grace to us. So, um, this isn't like a checklist to your best life. It's not like a, you know, it's, it's not a flashy list of things to do. Um, and it's not even a guarantee that your sadness is going to go away because that's not reality, right? Um, we live in a fallen world and things are hard. Um, but God has given us means to bolster our faith. Um, and so I would just say um, those are in his, you know, they're kind of like the normal ones. They're in his word. We can read it and see what he's done for generations of people. Um, I think looking and seeing his faithfulness in the pages of scripture is always so encouraging to me. Um, mm-hmm. His faithfulness to the unfaithful, his faithfulness to the hurting, you know, the the preached word on Sunday. Um, that's not just something to, you know, to listen to and then like fix our lives with. It's the word of grace that God's given us today. And, you know, the wonderful thing is, like we said, God provides, we don't open the word and we don't um, hear it alone. The -hmm. Holy Spirit um, convicts us and uses it and encourages us and gives us, you know, what we need. And like I said, sometimes in our deep suffering, though, maybe that's only a little bit, right? Maybe it's only a phrase from a psalm that we are meditating on. But the Lord is active in that, um, giving us and imparting us grace. 
just other things are um, people were really important to me who could encourage me. Um, we need reminders because we are so forgetful um, and God's graciously given us um, the church of other, you know, other saints who can encourage us with this truth, who can love us, who can just sit with us um, in our sorrow too. Um, and then I'd say um, he gives us to, um, you know, if we're, if we're at a church, he gives us the sacraments. He gives us the sacrament of the Lord's supper. And that is, that is a beautiful thing because especially in like our deepest grief, it's something tangible, you know, as God's given us something tangible, we can taste and we can take and say, this is proof of what God's done for me. Um, this is a reminder and I am um, physically partaking in this. And it's just a physical uh, reminder of something that feels often when we're in grief, really far away. Right. But God in his graciousness gave us something close by to say, Hey, you know, my body was broken for you. You know, I am working things out. You know, I've, he, who did not give his, who did not spare his own son will not, you know, withhold from us what's best. So I think, you know, those are simple things, but, um, they're sweet gifts. Yeah, that's beautiful. And such awesome truths you're dropping right now. Wow. Well, Brianna, I think this is so cool. I, uh, Love the fact that there is actually just like you said with the the sacrament, there is a physical place that really memorializes God's goodness through so many different life events, both very high and very low. Um, and the fact that you have so much energy and passion for who God is is such an inspiration. So, Brianna, where can moms go to connect with you and learn more about your story? Um, yeah, so my blog is um, my website is lookingtotheharvest.com. Um, and then I have a Facebook page and an Instagram page, which are both looking to the harvest. I put my new articles on there. So awesome. Well, thank you so much, Brianna, for sharing your story and your heart today. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. All right, friend, that was Brianna Lambert of Looking to the Harvest. And before we close out, I want to reiterate one point. If you're wrestling with God, if you're wrestling with your physical or metaphorical building 5255, keep that door open for God. If you don't understand what he's doing or why he's allowing something, then be honest with him. It can be really, really simple, just as Brianna shared. Lord, I don't understand what you're doing. I don't understand why you're allowing this. Help me see. Help my unbelief. It can be as simple as that, as long as you keep the door open for God to come in. To connect with Brianna, I have links to her website as well as her social channels in the show notes, or you can go visit momscribecoffee.com. On last week's episode, I mentioned a journal template that I use in order to help my heart prepare for the day and be able to ground myself in God's truth as unexpected things come up, which they always do. So if you want to get a copy of that journal template, I'm giving it away for free. Just go visit prepare.momsgrabcoffee.com. That's prepare.momsgrabcoffee.com. All right, friend, and as always, make sure you are subscribed and following the show because I have more exciting guests coming up, including Duck Dynasty star Lisa Robertson and Nikki Hardy from Chemo Chair Prayers. So look out for those. They are going to be amazing conversations that are going to uplift you and fill you up with hope. So till the next time we grab coffee, have a beautiful, hope-filled week.